Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Throwing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now here's your starting lineup: Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And today we have a special guest, my wine homie, uh, you know the Mister Interception, uh, Will Blackman. What's going on? I'm just cracking up because Jason looks stressed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, there's a lot going on over Jason, here. Jason has to look like his girl is just like looking at him. Listen, bro. I'm trying. I was trying to hold it in during the whole intro. I'm like, man, he looks stressed. <laughs> strained up. also the other thing is you know i'm gonna let the listeners in a little bit like normally i have a little bit more time to prepare and i would have more questions at the ready for you for the next segment and i don't and that combined with the the stress of the move is like showing on my face now. good listen you like to be prepared we respect that but you know what we're gonna have fun anyway exactly so Will Blackman, a 12-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champ with the New York Giants, and the Wine MVP, host of Upsets and Underdogs on Blue Wire Podcast. And now it's time for the one of the two with Jay Skills. Pino or Merlot? Oh, Pino. Moscato or Cabernet? Oh, Cabernet. Even though, even though I I will, I will bathe in sparkling wine, okay? Like I will, I will smack some sparkling wine, but Cabernet. Cabernet's king. I can't go against the king. Rosé or Riesling? That's a tough one. Because I love Riesling. But if I'm thirsty and there's a bottle of water and Rosé, I'm drinking Rosé. <laughs> I got a problem with that. <laughs> 
as a water enthusiast, I got a problem with that, but go for it. Go off. If it's, um, su- if it's Sunday, there you go. Did you drink water today? Will did. Vodka or tequila? <laughs> oh, gosh. Neither. <laughs> you know what? I like I like I like margaritas, so I'm gonna say tequila. Good call. Right, I haven't right. had vodka since yeah, I haven't vodka since college. Um, oh, kettle one and soda. I think vodka <laughs> should stay in college. Like once you graduate, you should like be able to leave those bottles and anything that you've ever consumed there. Like, don't force it and bring it home with your friends. Like, this is what I picked up from college. Like, vodka is like really up there with shots i feel like dr- yeah. people making people drink vodka <laughs> and people making people take shots are for miserable people point blank period. or like or like middle-aged white women or just middle-aged but that's what i'm saying <laughs> like they relive in the general. glory days bro when it was cracking <laughs> well, they, yeah they felt they felt cooped up you know they're like man yeah. the husband took all my glory years man it's time for me to get loose captain yeah. morgan too stay over there captain's another yeah, college I, drink Captain can't do it. No, someone just, really made, someone just made me a cocktail the other day. I can't remember what it was. I think it was like tequila and I think like tonic and lemon. Mm-hmm. That sounds right, read, Jason? As soon as I read Yeah, that it, sounds right. Yeah, I've I, I actually... No, it does. Like anything that's like a... Uh, like they drink tequila and water. Like I was put onto that. That's a skinny but, bitch, right? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Tonic water is the hey, same that's thing. What it's it's called, a man. Yeah, yeah. It's a Hollywood thing, man. Oh, you know what? It was yes, it was tequila, tonic, and lime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, <Yeah>. Trey. Yeah. <laughs> listen, no, I said the same thing, but when it was handed to me, I said, "Hold on." Yeah. Oh, it's, it's one of them ones. Um. Seahawks or Giants? Oh, Giants. I, Seahawks didn't pay me. I, I was in training camp with <laughs> them. You played there twice, no, I right? went to training camp twice and got cut twice. Okay. So you never even got paid. I want a ring with the Giants. It's not even close. Right, right. right. Then that's your dogs. Okay. So then Giants or the football team? Oh, giants. <laughs> football, <laughs> football, t- <laughs> football team is why I retired, man. It, them boys stressed me out over there. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Who was your coach when you were playing for the football It team? was Jay Gruden. Jay was cool. Like, for the most part, yeah. everybody was cool. My my issue was, like, I didn't have any personal issues with, with the team. Mm-hmm. I just felt like how it was ran as an organization, it was not about trying to put the best product on the field. It was trying. It was more so the identity of the organization. So I was like, right. man, y'all don't even, y'all don't, aren't even invested in us. Right. But the organization does kind of have some identity with those defensive backs. I will say a little bit. I mean, they're changed now. I mean, they got all, they had, they clean house. Everybody's gone. I mean, Dan Snyder, he's still there, the owner, but he right. wasn't the one calling the shots anyway. He, he wanted, I mean, he was calling the shots, but he hired people to call the shots for him. So, he got the right guys in there with Rivera running the show. So we'll see. Yeah. Was 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 Shanahan one of the coaches? No, nah, he was already time? gone. Oh, he was already gone. Yeah. Um, 90s football or 2000s football? Ooh. 90s. I feel like 90s yeah. was more star driven. Like 90s was and- 90s was the running back era. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 
like Emmett and Barry were holding it down. So definitely 90. I'm a big, I'm a big like football historian too, man. Like I had, I have all these old school tapes that I used to watch. So yeah, nineties for sure. Cause I was, that was like, okay, you, you like the Cowboys rightfully. So, you know, like, I mean, that's Dion, how I got there. Yeah. Dion. I love Dion. He was killing, he was the dude in the nineties. I was a big Dion and big Barry Sanders fan. So would you say the 2000s would be the more wide receiver era? Huh. I feel like it's all around. There's a lot of guys that got busy. In I don't know. When I, when I think too, when I think too. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. I would say it is the receiver because the big boy receivers, right? Like T.O. and, yeah. and Randy and Randy, Joe Horn yeah. and, um, right. Calvin Johnson. Exactly. Calvin probably was late, was mid because we were the same class. So he was mid. Yeah. He was, he, yeah. He came in very late in the 2000s, but. But like you said, he might have been more in the in the next decade. Yeah, but I think I so. think T.O. and Randy when I think two thousands receivers. Yeah, and that's the, a good and question. The, and the scat back, the emergence of the scat back. Scat back, they he came that those came in the late two thousands. Yeah, because yeah. Reggie Bush was like five years too late. <laughs> yeah, when he got drafted. Because that's how he was, right? He, he was that kind of yeah. running back. Like the ones, like how to use him now, Reggie would have been killing. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman or Merton Hanks? <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking at right now? What are you, you finding these questions? Merton Hanks. Oh, man. You know what? I did not like Merton. I did not like that celebration at all. Straight whiplash. <laughs> yeah. uh, two reasons why I'm going to pick Sherman. Actually, three reasons. One. Sherm gets I like Sherm getting picks. Two, yeah. I don't like Merton Hanks dance. Three, Merton Hanks used to be the president of the um NFL Players Association. No, not the player association, but the group that finds the players. Oh wow. Yes. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even expect Oh yeah, that. he was like he was the guy. To that so he, was old, so he was an old hater. Listen, I'm like Mert, I was like, how are you going to find us, bro? Like, you were the biggest violator. You play with Dion. <laughs> yeah. You had about eight wristbands on your neck. You had that turtleneck. You had, like, six sleeves and a, and a bandana. And But now you the popo? I'm most <laughs> furious. Yeah, I'm cool. That's hilarious believe when you really think about that. Think I'm, about I'm, that. I'm glad you chose Sherm, just Sherm from Compton. And, you know, he went to my high school. Right, so. exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm with it. Shout out to Sherm. Uh, shout out to um, 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 yeah, shout out to Sherm for sure and Jer- and Jerron. Jerron, show off! <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. those are my yeah. guys. He's a DB. In. He's a DB coach at Boise. At Boise, yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. Boise, I got my uh, I got a Boise State hoodie like right. That's so random. Man, I don't why, see do you, that thing. why do you own that? I don't want to <laughs> see that thing. Because <laughs> yeah, I was uh, was it, was it there when you moved in the house or did you? <laughs> No, no, I actually bought it when we were going on tour. We were going on tour around the country and I uh and like and you were in pretty Idaho? much every college. Yeah, we were we we stopped at Boise State. We had a show like somewhere over there and uh every place we went like pretty much I got like the, whatever college was there, I got like a sweatsuit. You probably like, inspired Rex Life Ravage when he was Who on was the team. That? Oh, you know him? He's a rapper. He played he played for Boise and he quit and then started rapping. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, probably was around that time when he was on the team and you and Dom Kennedy came through and 
Said, hey. Right, right. It's Idaho and this <laughs> motherfucker. And the girls that were drunk on vodka right. were like, it's us. Yeah. Vodka. <laughs> so dangerous. Vodka warrior. I was right. a big I was uh, a big Bacardi O guy too. It's rum, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that rum? What's Bacardi? Yeah, Bacardi. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, uh, that was college. I used to get killed in college. <laughs> Shake Shack or Whataburger? <laughs> Bro, my freshman year, I got carried home twice. Um, I'm gonna go Whataburger. Uh, they both trash. I ain't gonna lie. I know that's they what you saw. My you said how I answered it. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah. I guess if I sometimes have to... the questions I ask, they're both like both of the options are bad. Sometimes both of the options the are last, good, but... the last one I saw out of the two, I saw Whataburger when I was in Houston. So I'm like, all right, we're Whataburger. Yeah, I seen Jer- Jerry Jones is on Hard Knocks hyping Whataburger, saying he eats it he probably an hour and a half shit. later when it's, That's what I'm when it's sitting there. No, nah, he don't own it. He don't own it. They, I think they sponsor, though. They do sponsor. Texas Toast and Gravy, bro, when I used to live in Texas. It was terrible. They had the nerve to talk yeah. about in and out bro. Come on. Yeah, we're going to talk about that either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, are you, are you going to – Hate on In and Out on this podcast. Of course, right he now, was about to with two. No, from LA. I, I I enjoy I enjoy In and Out, but I'm not the guy that's like it's the, it's the end all. Okay, yeah, I, I get that, bro. I'm we're listen. What do, where we're do you? What's your everyday burger? What's your everyday burger? It's gonna sound real weak, but I I make my own burgers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Listen, it's gonna sound very weak. The homemade. Hey, I'm yeah. sure your kids is like your dad makes I the burger best burgers, slack, bro. Listen, Wal- what do you, the Wahlbergs? Can you can Wahlbergs? you ex- can you uh, explain how do you make your burger? It's, it's simple. So get the uh, Wahlbergs, brother. Wal- it's called Wahlburger. Mark Wahlberg and his yep. brother, and they have a certain kind of beef. And all I do is this, you know, Kinder seasoning. Mm-hmm. They have a master seasoning called buttery steak seasoning. Yeah, write that down, Jason. Butter. How <laughs> <laughs> to make a I got it. Hey, Jerv, if you're listening, please cut this, bro. Cut this part of how to make the the Will Blackman burger. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. Buttery Black steak, burger. buttery steak seasoning. That's all you need. Because the beef itself is already flavorful. Just a little bit of the buttery steak, and you're good. Actually, I put that on my steaks too. It's it's insane. I was in I was at a winery in Santa Barbara and the winemaker made my wife and I some steaks. And I was like, yo, what is this? He was like, Oh, I just seasoned it a little bit. I was like, Well, season it with what? This ain't just salt and pepper. And he's like, Oh, it's this Kinder's buttery steak seasoning. Bro, I went right on Amazon, bought like two of them things, did my thing. I posted it, and then Kinder's hit me up and they sent me a box. See, like, that's how it down. works. Got to. That's all right. That's hard. You didn't tell us um, how to make this burger, though. Right? Yeah. What else is on it? You put lettuce and tomatoes. No, nothing, bro. I I just put I put just like a. So it's literally a ham. So it's literally a hamburger. So wait, 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 wait. Time out. You don't put no toppings on your burger. You don't have to on this one. Bro, you gotta have the lettuce and tomato on your. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. No, well, you don't. It's not even a burger anymore. <laughs> You're eating though. You you gotta enjoy. That's the a burger. patty melt. That ain't a burger. That's stuff. the patty melt. <laughs> patty melt, bro. So you're eating a, a patty melt. A patty melt is actually on toast. That's a patty melt. So, so you, you got, you so you got a sesame bun. bun. What kind of bun are you having? Brioche. 
No, I get a, a Hawaiian roll. Okay, so you get you mix it. Oh, look at you! He's interested. He's now he wants to know the recipe. He's fat, now, man. That's a fat. He's a weird. I'm still putting tomato on my burger. Absolutely, that's fine. tomato slap. No, you can't. No, my uh, my son, he likes onion on his burger. Yeah, oh, see, I don't, Yo, yeah, you gotta put I don't the like, grilled I don't onions. like onions on there, bro. When you put the grilled raw onions onion, or grilled onions, you gotta brush your tongue. He likes raw onions. Okay. No, you want the crunch though. That's it's all about the texture. You don't want mush on mush on mush. You need some texture. So I get it with the lettuce and tomato and onion. You can me. I just like to enjoy the burger. See as, my disappointment as, as it is. <laughs> you thinking about it? That's what. That's not no, disappointing. You thinking no. about it? Well, I'm gonna send you a burger spot after the pod, and I want you to check it out the next time you're in New York. Oh, that's, that's a burger. Though. Like going back, I'm from back east, so I get it. I'm good. I'm saying I don't you you don't come from a burger town. Where are you from? LA, LA. South Central. You ain't you ain't from a burger town. We we we, we are got, LA is one of the got, biggest burger places in the we world. We got burger stands up the yin yang. This yeah. is a coastal beef right here, man. It's the West Coast burgers versus <laughs> East Coast burgers. We don't want no violence. Your burger, your we burgers. just want listen, we just want condiments. Listen, your burgers are in a tortilla. Okay, that's what your burgers are. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, think we out here eating gorditas. Listen, we just want you to have condiments and uh that's fine and, and things added to your burger. That's I all. do sometimes look. We're not gonna make this pot about me <laughs> never putting. I do have toppings on my burger when I go to when I go (laughs) when I go to In-N-Out I get a double double with everything on it that's how I get my burger In-N-Out but my burger fire son Napa or Sonoma Napa even though Sonoma's like Xbox Napa huh Napa no doubt Xbox or PlayStation Xbox um, I'm almost out of questions. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I answering too quick? Do nah, I need to discuss each nah, question? This, this was, no, this no, 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 my, no, this no, was no. my fault on that one. No, it's all good. Um, me or Trey? You know what? Right now, I have sympathy for you. <laughs> so I'm gonna say you. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'll you right it. now. I'm gonna say you I'll right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that man came from the street into the house. He's like, man, I we just move. I ain't prepared. I don't even know this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, vax or no vax? You know what? I'm either. I'm either because my thing is, if you're healthy and you feel like you don't need it, then don't get it. But if you have compromised issues and you feel like you do need it, then go get it. Yep. So um, that's how I feel about yeah. the whole thing. I respect it. I respect it. Um, I was going to ask you. Sorry. He threw the uh, nigga off. Threw the nigga yeah, off. No, with I know. That I had. I had yeah, my I hit, I hit him with an ill answer like too. Oh, oh not yeah. ready for that. Like, <laughs> if you want to go get it, you like, can. <laughs> well, um, I mean, according to Joe Don Biden, you don't have to go get that motherfucker. So, well, that's why I have a right. podcast. <laughs> Donda or CLB? You know what? I have not given either the full listen. Like to, I just know Drake is upset with a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I just um, know he is. 
it's you know it's just hard because I mean he's he's nonstop man like Drake figured out the formula on how to make a hit record he gets he's Drake's in that um he's in that like that Jay Z mode where it's just it's just arrogant facts you know yeah. like you like you can't say anything to him there's nothing you can say he's done everything and still doing everything and there's no slowing down like he just him like jay-z just talks about oh yeah I, blah blah i got a billion dollars nah, 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 nah. and then drake's yeah. like oh yeah i you know just sold out whatever in two hours <laughs> i'm better i'm bigger than the beatles you know whatever <laughs> so it's like yeah yeah it's a lot of bragging man I, that's all I, it I is bro you. i just feel broke bro <laughs> if i don't feel broke <laughs> i just feel like he's plotting on one of these ladies <laughs> You at this point. Yeah, yeah and that's feel, just he makes, he makes he makes niggas feel un, unaccomplished or underaccomplished. That's the whole deal. Yeah. So, but uh, I got to give them the full listen. Yeah. So, what are you listening to? Um, who am I listening to? You know, I'm all over the place. I'm one of those guys where I listen to like I am the everything guy. I've been listening to a lot of. Um, kind of like lounge electronic type music. You know mm-hmm. what? I just got a dope ass electronic. That's my style. So, yeah. like on on Spotify, there's a playlist called um Pool House, Pool House Lounge, and it's mm-hmm. literally like you're like you're at a lounge on vacation. And so that's mm-hmm. just that's that's like my vibe type music. But if I want to like, like I'm working out, I'll probably put on like Pooh's Chasty. Or Kodak. I did not expect that from you. I did yeah. not. I did not. We're the same age group, but I just did not take you as a Pusha Icy guy. Shout out to Pusha Icy. <laughs> yeah, I just because he just bing bing brr. Kodak, big yak. Picking calamari up my jeans. I fuck with yak. Yeah, I'm just um. I like I like turn songs. Like I want. You know the big boom boom big bass turn type of stuff. You know I do have I said I still have my playlist. You know if I want bars, I got a substance playlist that has bars. But sometimes I just I like tracks. I'm a I'm a big Travis Scott dude. Like I just like to just close my eyes and just just want to jump into a mosh pit. Respect <laughs> it. My last question: five hundred thousand. Or dinner with Jay Z. <laughs> I'm so glad Title put that shit to bed. Give me the fine onion ASAP. <laughs> I don't want to have dinner. I want to know. I, I'm, how a I lone, I'm a lone <laughs> diner anyway. Like I go to dinner by myself. Yeah. Anyway, so I thought the original conversation was fifty thousand. How did this shoot it up? It was. To oh, they just added another zero. <laughs> Even bro. if it was fifty bands, I'm still gonna be chilling like i'm just let me, give me let me have that and go you know i'm not a it'd be different maybe if i was like an aspiring rapper you know what i'm saying if i really wanted to rap and get into that my nigga that's um, still not gonna change nothing nah, but, I, but i get it for some people like if i was i don't know if i was like 15 and they were like man would you want you know 50 grand or to have lunch dinner with dion i'm like Psh. I'm going to lunch probably. However, when I declare for the draft, 
Dion got I signed with the same agent as Dion and he ended up training me. So I got what I wanted. <laughs> That's killer. <laughs> yeah, I, the only thing I could see it for, and it's like it would make sense is for people who are already rich who don't care about money. So it's like if you were like a super rich or you know, like whatever, and you just wanted to hang out with a person, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Travis, whoever, then I could see turning down like amount of money that was insignificant to you to hang out with somebody that you wanted to hang out with. But you Other know what's that, crazy? Like you know what's crazy is that people will pay 500 grand at auctions to hang out with these people. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I know for sure. That's what's crazy. <laughs> yep. For sure. My question yeah, for you, crazy. Who yeah. would you turn down 500 grand, dead or life, to be with, to, to, to sit down and have a dinner? Turn down five hundred grand. Oh, like you would rather have dinner than yes. Um, oh, you know, he was asking me. Now I was I was gonna say not a soul, but um, you know, I people obviously people I miss. So I would say like Nipsey or Tupac, either one of them, but probably Tupac's Nipsey, honestly, a good would be one. one if I Tupac's but, a good yeah, one. I, yeah, I mean Tupac for sure. I I got a chance to meet him when I was a little kid. I would love to see what he just to pick his brain for an hour would be extremely dope if, if, from the beyond. That nigga ain't going to come back like old boy from Blue's Clues and say you grew up to be something like this. You see him? Yeah, I know. Yo, Look at Steve. Steve, man. Steve, this really- I t- what's, what's funny is it also depends on, like you said, where you are in life. Like people are, I feel like people are smarter now and they're like, yeah, give me that 500 because I'm going to do something with it. That's you know? Bad. So it's like, and especially it's it's hard. Everyone's hustling right now. It's hard, you know. People people aren't getting jobs. People can't work. People are trying to find ways to make money. People are like, man, if I just had this, I can get this equipment. I can do this and that. Third, five hundred bands, please. I'll need dinner. COVID rules anyway. <laughs> we probably can't get into the restaurant. That nigga right. probably ain't gonna even let you even talk to you anyway. Not at all. He needs yeah, twelve feet. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking like this. <laughs> so hold. Yeah. Oh yeah, dinner over. <laughs> Security. Hey man, dinner is over. Damn, I should have took that five hundred. <laughs> that was a one of the two, brother. That's funny. All right. Since I said before, I don't know if people heard me, but Will is our most difficult guest. And when I say that, he only did one thing, one hobby. My man played football, and before school, it was football. After school, it was football. Real team. It was football. Before practice, football. After practice, football. And video games, football. So tell us about... Mama, we made it! <laughs> hey, and, and, and look at you now. Hall of Famer, Boston College, NFL Super Bowl champion. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. 
You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not gonna find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 12 year veteran. How did we get there? How did we get there? Who put the ball in your hand? You know what, man? It was. So my father was, was a diehard football guy. He he actually had a tryout with the jets. He played semi pros. He played professional flag. He coached everybody, women, men, kids, inmates. He coached everybody. Um, yeah, and that's just what it was in our house. And so I, I remember I mentioned earlier, I would just watch all these old football videos and like, shoot, like I, I want to, I th- it would be cool to do that one day, you know? So that was just something I just, you know, had in the back of my mind. Um, remember my mom didn't want me to play football. That was a big deal. But then she ended up, um, unfortunately, she did end up passing away when I was younger. Uh, and, and eventually I went on to play Signed up when I was like six. I played flag when I was six years old and ended up, you know, being the youngest of three. I was probably the most competitive in the house, but I ended up being, you know, really good on the team and then ended up playing tackle when I was seven. And, and the thing for me, it was uh, anytime there was like co- the competition was higher. I was curious. I wanted to know, like, where did I measure up? I knew I was good in my neighborhood. I knew I was good on my team. But if there was somebody else that was like really good, I was like, okay, well, I want to, I want to find out, you know, how much, how much do I need to improve? And this is from, shoot, when I was like seven, eight, nine, and it just kept going. So any, anytime I went to a higher level, I just wanted to know, like, where did I measure up? And I think for that, for me to always want to go into the lion's den and see how good I was, I think that's what helped me propel because I was always the youngest, you know, I've. 84 October birthday. I was always the youngest, even in high school and even in college. I remember um, when I was 14, I went to the Boston College camp. They had a high school camp and I just went just for fun. And, you know, I remember my brother was telling people he was already at BC as a student. He was telling people, like, oh, my brother's pretty good. And um, 
start I started playing well and I was, all of a sudden I was making like these crazy OBJ catches, you know, the whole camp. And every time I made a cool catch, it, I ended up landing in front of the head coach, Coach Tom O'Brien at the time. And he just kept talking trash like, man, you ain't nothing. And I just started laughing. I was like, like I said, I was 14. And it was funny. I was used to like banter. I mean, I had an older brother, older sister, my dad. We used to mess around. At the end of the camp and going back to, you know, school started. And I remember I got an envelope. It was from BC and it was it was my first offer. So I got my first offer at 14 to go to BC from Rhode Island which was crazy because exactly you see, I see your face. <laughs> and so right there, that just set it off. So everyone wanted to come see, come see like, man, what's this kid really about? What's this kid really about? And what's interesting about that BC camp is before that I went to a Holy cross uh, high school camp. And I remember that was the worst day of my life. I, I ran slow. I never lifted weight. So I couldn't get the bar off the bench. It was raining. It was awful. And I just, I just, that day I just took that L and went home. And, um, and then the next year is when I went to the BC camp and turned up. So yeah, that's my whole thing, man, was like, like I said, Pop Warner. And then going to high school, I picked one of the top high schools in the state because I wanted to play against the best kids. Um, my whole thing with recruiting, I didn't know how it works. So when I got offered, I'm like, damn, that's pretty dope. I still didn't know how it worked. I knew about the Nike camp at the time. It was invite only. And I didn't know how to get there. I'm like, I'm from Rhode Island. Ain't nobody going to come see me here. And they see, you know, BC offered. The word got out to the whole country. I got the Nike invite. We had to drive like six, seven hours up to Syracuse, New York to, to go there. And again, it was like, all right, like, here we go. You know, let's let's find out how good we are again amongst, you know, other kids who got invited and end up getting MVP of that Nike camp. And then once I got MVP of that camp, then. Then all hell broke loose. Then I got invited to the the uh, U.S. Army game, starting made first team All American. So all all the cool things that I didn't know were gonna happen end up happening. And then just to get for like how how I kept going there. So I ended up picking BC obviously, and I played. They played me right away as a seventeen year old freshman, you know, going against grown ass men, and they threw me in the wolves. <laughs> so I, my first game was on. ESPN versus Stanford. I just was like, this is crazy because these dudes are like 23, 22 years old. But I was excited because again, this this whole thing, my whole mindset was okay, it's another opportunity to, to find out. If I if I get if I get beat down or whatever, okay, then I know what I gotta work on. So how did I get there? I think for me it was just I just took advantage of every opportunity that was there, and that's that's what really propelled me to make it that far, you know. Three-part question. Who's the first person to pretty much uh, burn you? Who's the toughest person you've ever defended? And third, who are you excited to match up with your first time in the NFL? So the first person in the NFL to beat me, I think it was Roddy White. And I was so mad because – Matt Ryan threw the football and Matt Ryan was my quarterback <laughs> at BC and he threw it. I did. I got mud. I got mush too. So it was a push off. I'll tell you that I'll own it if I got beat, but it was like straight mush and he caught it. So that was the, what I remember Um, the toughest, I would say 
OBJ was probably one of the toughest simply because he, he just never got tired. He never got tired and he didn't talk. And he was always, whether he was covered, he was open. You know what I'm saying? That was the hard thing with OBJ. That he was just all over. He lined up all over the field and just had to chase him around. Dez was tough too because Dez was strong as hell. Josh Gordon was tough because Josh Gordon was, he was basically a combination. When he was in Cleveland, he was a combination of every single receiver in one. Like this dude was Thanos. Okay. That's why, that's why he keeps getting 10 and 12 and 13 chances because he's, he is that good. He's that talented, you know? And then the one matchup I was excited for, I would say T.O., but I didn't I didn't really get to match T.O. I covered him a couple of times, but I did get an assignment. I got to cover Julio like later in my career. It was like 2015. I think he was going off that year in Atlanta. And I just came from I just got released from Seattle. I got signed to uh, Washington. I played the first week and then the next week a corner went down and I was going to start. And they're like, hey, man, you got Julio this week. I'm like, bet, you know. And I remember the uh, I went to my locker after practice and I turn around, I look and it's like 80 cameras because they're like, oh, you know, Julio's about to light his ass up. <laughs> like that's what, that's what everyone is thinking. And, and they asked me about him and I'm like, look, n- no doubt. Like if I'm, if I'm playing fantasy football, like for sure, like for sure to pick Julio because he's legit. I gave him all the praise, and and this this wasn't like cap. This was it was legit. I, he was nice. He already was killing it. Like I said, he had multiple twenty yard games. But in my mind, it goes back to my childhood. I'm like, this is this is what's up, man. Like this is an opportunity to measure up because now I'm in the second half of my career. I came back from like seven surgeries. And I'm I'm continuing to reinvent myself. And so to come out here, I was like, okay, let's find out like where I am. And so that was a fun game to go against Julio when he was at the top of his game. Yeah, I remember 2015. That was the season I think that the Panthers went 15 and one. Yep. And that was the that one was against the Falcons. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um playing with and then playing against Matt Ryan. Um was he or were the, was there another quarterback you would say that you would, uh, I guess, learn the most from? Because, you know, playing as a DB, I feel like you you learn a lot playing the game from the people that you play right. opposite against. Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, what most people don't know or I guess forget is I played both ways in college. Um, I started corner my first three years. And then my senior year, I got switched. I ended up winning the starting receiver job, the X job. And the X job, that's that's the dude. Like he's on the ball, he's not motioning, he's lining up. And but I did I played X and I played a little bit of DB too. So I went, oh, and I returned. So I never left the field. When I was playing receiver, Matt Ryan was my quarterback. So I got to learn the entire West Coast offense. Um, playing receiver in college. So that was the biggest thing that benefited me where I learned the most uh, was that. Who was, who was your favorite quarterback to play against? Like, oh, you knew he was going to give you some some tails or you were going to be able to, to you know, either pick him off or give him a tough day. I, you know, I, I really like playing against Brady um, just because he's so damn smart. 
I did not like playing against Aaron Rodgers because he can put the foot, he can throw the football wherever he wants. But Brady was cool because you you really got to just watch him like operate. You know, I have the game on right here, and you got to you just got to watch him just go through his checks, have the motion shifts. And you're like, damn, I'm really learning from this dude, but at the same time, I'm trying to beat him. So Brady was fun to play against. Peyton, same thing. Peyton was fun to play against too. All right, so since you don't have no past, we're going to go to the future. <laughs> Mr. Wine MVP. What you mean no past? You don't got no hobbies. What else hobbies? Get into it. Tell, me, tell us more. No. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> so what don't say the man doesn't have a past. Right? <laughs> I know. What you mean no past? Listen, golly, man. Like, I just showed up. Listen, when you, when you asked me, I said football, football, football. I'm a I'm a well cultured dude, man. I did that's other what things. I wanna I played, know. That's, I played, that's what I want to know. Yeah, tell us I more. Bas- I play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was how was your basketball game, man? It was. I played AAU. My my game was straight. It was. It, what was annoying though is that I was a two and a three, um, more more so. Yeah, two and three, but I had a high vert, so. There were some games where I had to go to four. I'm like, nasty, very nasty. It was a, it was annoying? I don't know I'm why not, coaches like, did that though. I don't because I, don't. I play football too, so they're like, oh, this dude's strong physical, and he can. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, but by the time he gets the rock, by the time I jump, he already shot the ball. That's fair. I don't know if they thought it was on some team wolf stuff or what. Like you, just, that's what they just thought it was. Just go and get it and like go I can it. get th- I can get there, but he's already uh, uh, just turn around and put it in the hoop. Yeah, it's a bucket. What was the what was the racial split like in Rhode Island? See, I always I always get these questions. What's up with this man? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I've never. You I'm know what? I've been to a lot of y'all states. Y'all motherfuckers, motherfuckers think hey, no black people in Rhode Island. What is when this? When I think about Rhode Island, I, <laughs> I think all, you know what it is. They all look like they you, might Jason. be wrong to think Jason, that. They all look me. like you. <laughs> they all the they all Dominican and Cape Verdean. They all and Puerto Rican. They all look like you. Yeah. That's hilarious. You listen, yeah, if you were in Rhode Island, your last name would be Santos. Jason Santos. <laughs> Jason Santos. Jason Rodriguez. Jason Rodriguez. Rodriguez for sure. I'll be a Rodriguez. <laughs> when I think so of Rhode what, Island, so you, I only think about huh? Lamar Odom and Tyson Willard. Like that's it. I think about basketball. I don't think anything else. When I think of Rhode Island, I think of the movie Me Myself. I knew you're gonna say that. I knew you're gonna see me myself when I read it. I knew you know what's that's funny. It. I knew you were gonna say you are right. I knew you were gonna say me myself when I read. I knew it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but now we got. I mean, now we I'm, think a, we'll I'm a film guy. Look, we got the guy. Tennis Hall of Fame. The, I didn't know that. Nobody knew that. Nobody so, if, knew Taylor, that. so if I was Taylor ever Swift to go, and Jay Leno lived there. So if Jay really? Leno lives in Rhode Island and Taylor Swift. Damn. Why? Why you look at me like that? I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, damn. All right. Um, if I was to go to Rhode Island, right from New York. What would Don't. you suggest I do? <laughs> I suggest you drive straight through and go to Boston. <laughs> oh, he said. Is that Don't. where you live? You live in Boston? Uh-huh. You live in Boston? No, I said drive straight through. It's on the way to Boston. So just drive straight through and go to Boston. It'll take you an hour. Oh, no, I'm saying I'm asking you, like, where do you call home? What oh, city? Providence. Providence. Oh, so you live. Okay, so you live in Rhode Island. No, I'm from Providence, but I live in Cali. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like where, that. that's where Jason's based. And I'm from Compton. So <laughs> we're all Californians on here. 
you in two some are. sort of way. There you go. Yeah, I was. So what, what do they call Rhode Island, Island people? Rhode Islanders. Rhode Islanders. Rhode Island. What? <laughs> Rhode Islanders. <laughs> you in New York? You said yes. I'm in New York, man. I'm in uh, Brooklyn. And it's is that WrestleMania six. What is that on your shirt? Is that uh, where he beat Hogan? Yes. And they got Macho Man on this thing. You feel me? Oh no, that's when he beat Macho Man. That's what it was. Um. Yeah, no, I'm I live in the in Orange County actually. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm from Providence. I call Providence home. But I've been nice. I've been in Cali for like 13 years. Okay. Yeah. Seven more years and then you're gonna you're uh, gonna, you gonna be from California. Does that mean you Seven live more, longer? Yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> I just I don't know. But yeah, I am from no property taxes says I'm from California, damn it. All right. That's right. what it is. <laughs> Good that gosh. Is that's true. Okay, um, so so you have a sports you have a sports betting co- uh podcast. Yep. How did you how did you when did you get into sports betting? I got into it as of because I was interested in you know what it is? I got watch these parlays, okay? Those the most dangerous betting, the parlays. <laughs> but the yeah. but yeah. the I don't know but shit the most about rewarding. Betting, but the most rewarding, and yep. I was work, working on, I got offered to do just my own type of like football analysis show. And I do know some about sports betting. So when Blue Wire hit me up, they were like, this is what we're thinking. And it just it just went right along with with what I what my brand is in terms of like, you know, in this in the broadcasting world. So it's a lot of analytics, but then obviously it's led by sports betting so what happens is is i give like the full detail of what just based on who's gonna who should win the game but then we get into it in terms of like well if you want to think logical in terms of betting then it's that side too so it's a little bit of both because i i'm able to give like the inside scoop of what's going on with teams or what are people thinking in certain situations or what do gms do and then um, I do have a, I do have like a sidekick who is like a gambling dude, and uh, yeah. I kick it to him. I I should have just did the one or the two with all the games on Sunday and just had you pick <laughs> just had against the spread. <laughs> but uh, but that's what's up. So have you what's, have you had any big wins on the parlays? Because like I'm as Trey mentioned before, I'm a gambler. I've been in the sports gambling for I don't know like seven years now and um i've had some big wins some big losses and uh a lot of five out of six a lot of four out of five a lot of three out of four on parlays and um you know if you're better you know about the bottom of the ninth inning or the last two minutes of a football game by your nails right yeah, waiting on that over, waiting on that cover the missed extra point like missed field goals like the late picks, like James right. Winston, like, I mean. I no, I haven't. I, I actually never bet on anything yet, but I just, I enjoy the sport of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what? once in a while when I go to Vegas, I'll drop something, but no. no. And I can't what? bet in Cali anyway. The only thing I'm betting no, on is push-ups. I'm saying you never been to, you never been to Vegas and bet on the Super Bowl or, or boxing or nothing no, like that. No, no, I never gone to Vegas and like bet on sports. Uh, I couldn't really until like two years ago. Oh, that's true. 
That's just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you, you ain't gonna incriminate me, man. <laughs> no, I would keep it one hundred. I, I really, I just never, yeah. uh, man. I, I didn't want to give myself any reason to like mess anything up, so I didn't even touch it. So I, like I said, I didn't really. I used to look at it from afar, but I didn't really take a keen interest to learn until a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be more um, legal widespread in America over the next decade. It's going to be like weed. I think, you know, just how every state will eventually allow gambling and it'll be federally legal. Um, It's too much money. Yeah. The government wants that, those billions of dollars. (laughs) So the same way they're treating crypto and everything else. And we, well, yeah, the NFL now they partner with people. I mean, they're the ones that outlawed it to begin with. Exactly. You know, when Tony Romo did that, that, uh, that fantasy football betting league, whatever, he got in trouble for that. And now the NFL is all about it. Yeah. Yep. So you don't do fantasy either? I do do fantasy. And I just saw CD Lamb score a touchdown on my homeboy. That's not yes, good. Let's go, CD. Because I got him let's in go, both CD. my leagues. Let's go, CD. Uh, yeah. I do do fan- oh, So oh, here's. I do do. Oh, wait, is this? Hold on. I know we're live, but I need to see what happened. Oh, he hit him with a fake go. No way. That's see, dirty. You hear that, guys? Whoever's watching Monday Night Football, Wait, this was recorded oh, before Monday Night Football. This was court recorded during Monday Night Football. <laughs> right. Um, no, Thursday Night Football. Thursday. Thursday Why I night. say Monday? I don't even know my days. I'm bugging. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that looks bad. Who had a better quarterback? Got hurt? No, he just got hit with the move. Um, uh, I think my uh, homeboy hurt his shoulder. See? Damn, yeah, he's we're, um, we're podcasting a live event when it's not gonna be, be live when people hear it. I love that. Hey man, they're gonna be like, Oh, I was watching that too. There you go. That's why I like this pod because right. it's good chemistry and it's free flowing. Um, but yeah, I do I do fantasy football. It's funny because I played it while I was playing in 2010. And I remember I had Vic and Aaron Rodgers as my quarterbacks and I was just destroying this when Vic came back to the Eagles and he was going off and Aaron Rodgers went off. I think he won MVP that year, but I remember we were playing we end up playing the Eagles and I'm in the fantasy playoffs. So I'm like, ain't no way in hell I'm starting Vic. Like that'd be crazy. Like I'm not going to start Vic. So I played Aaron Rodgers and it's, it was stupid because Aaron didn't need that game. Like he, he, he barely, I think he got shut down. He didn't care because they were in the playoffs. I benched Michael Vick and he went berserk. I think he had like mm. almost 300 yards passing. He had like 150 yards rushing. And that was the game Deshaun Jackson had that punt return that ended the game. Mm. Man, shout out my nigga D Jack. That's another yeah. LA legend right there. So after that, I was like, I'm not playing fantasy football ever again. Amen. And then, no, I didn't. It was 2010. I didn't play again until 2019. And even with that, I got second. I finished second in the Super Bowl. Well, I lost Super Bowl because I had Tyreek Hill and Juju Smith. And this is where I was, like, overthinking it. No, excuse me. I, I was going against Tyreek Hill, and I had Juju Smith. I just needed Juju to get me, like, 50. I just needed, like, 50 yards. And I was like, damn, Juju was going to get – he had a pool groin that week and didn't practice. I'm like, I know what a, pro, I know what a pool groin is like. Mm-hmm. So I benched him. 
and I needed Seattle to hold Tyreek Hill to one catch. This is that parlay type feeling. Tyreek Hill had one catch. But Juju had over 100 yards. Oh, wow. Oh, so he cracked. He cracked with it. Oh, I benched him. Yes. He benched him. Yes. I benched him because I thought he was hurt. That's that's tough, man. So I end up up losing the Super Bowl by like two and a half points. It's an argument in my group chat, right? About who's the better quarterback. Now, we ain't talking about wins. We ain't talking about rings. Better quarterback. Brady. Oh, it's Aaron. And thank you. But I, I said P Maiden. I said Peyton. I already knew your argument. I was like Aaron. I said Peyton, <laughs> man, but I hear it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like Aaron though, because he's surgical with that shit. He just he can do so much. And he my fantasy quarterback this year. So and he got the gang back. So I'm gonna see what he can do. I'm in three leagues this year. So you got Lamar Jackson. He's on none of my teams. Okay. Yeah, I got. I'm in. I'm in two leagues. I, I got uh, Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback in one of them. Um, I got C.D. Lamb. I got Mike Evans going today too. I, I always pick Mike Evans, and I love him as a receiver, but it never works out for me. I don't know why I picked him because he. I who my quarterback. So I know I got Kyler in one of them. Kyler Murray's one of my quarterbacks. Matt Stafford's one of my quarterbacks. Yeah. I forget who my other one is. Yeah, I think the Rams got a shot. If you had to pick the the winner of the uh, Super Bowl right now, who would it be? Uh, I think I got the Bucks repeating. Go Rams! So listen, Cam Akers got hurt. I had the Rams going until Cam Akers got hurt. You ain't got no faith you don't in like Sonny, Sonny Michelle? Michelle coming in to replace different player, dude. He's not. He's not. What about Hendo? I like Hendo, but it's it's going to be a combination. Of, why do they keep showing my dude getting hurt? I look in his face and don't look like it was good. It's bad. I mean, he's he's done for the year. There's no Damn. question. Um, I like Sony, but but Sony's gonna be, you know, the change up back. Yeah, he's right. not like I had Cam Makers going for like fourteen hundred this year. Same. I I had high hopes, man. Um, like that type of that type of deal. It, it but, grabbed um, my stomach on that one. I was like, no. So how'd you get into wine? Who put you on wine? No one, man. I just, I just enjoyed it. I did. I, I had it in college. I grew up in college after the the cardio. I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> Growing the up, the one fifty one. The one fifty one. <laughs> God bless you, man. I'm just thinking about like you just woke up one day, like you know, what? I'm gonna get a bottle of wine. Yeah, you just so, in your so, Quincy McCall. So like, you I just, feel like in your dorm room, just firing. I it feel up. like any any beginner in wine, you're gonna go for. The sweet wine and the, like the fruity red blends, like that's kind of I think that's like the beginner because you you don't you're not you don't have a bitter palate. You know what my first wine um, was? It was a port with rich chocolate. That's good. I was great. Yeah, I was drunk out my I was drunk out my mind. I was like, oh, what is this? I was at a I dinner. Mean, you never go. had no. You never had no. Uh, what's the one? Barefoot what, like, before like, that. Like, Nah, like you talking about like Carlos Rossi no, and shit like that. Yeah, you never. Nah, had nah. I, I had the jug. It, I looked at it like yeah, it the jug like, used to go in college. You want to talk about college? That jug used to go. Yeah, I'm look. I'm not gonna shame no Rossi. Uh, sangria but I, jug. I did not have Rossi first. 
Yeah, so my roommate was Matthias Kiwanuka, and he, you know, he always had this wine rack in there. We just enjoyed the wine. Um, Shouts to him. Yeah, and then when I got when I got drafted, I was like, shoot, like ain't no one here drinking wine, like it's a beer town. But then I, you know, I got I got drafted the same year Charles Woodson got signed, and Charles was already had his own wine at the time. So I was like, shoot, ain't no one gonna say nothing to Charles, right? He drank. He drank a wine. What you gonna say? You ain't gonna say. You ain't seen a damn thing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So Charles would always take us to dinner um, when we go on away trips, and he would, you know, buy a bunch of cool wine, take us to a cool steakhouse, and so he kind of, he kind of put us on that like luxury wine tip. Charles and Charles. Um, yeah. Sharing the grapes. Good. Sharing the grapes. Yeah, and then I just again like like football. I just got into like the history and the culture and all that stuff, and I started studying. And that's what propelled me to, um, you know, subscribe to a bunch of magazines and just keep reading. And then I saw that documentary song that was on Netflix. And then right away, I went and took the WSET class and got my level two certification. And then I went and talked to quarter of master's level one. Uh, so I got an intro sommelier certification. I just took my level three. I took my certified and I just finished at Sonoma State. I went to the, they have a wine business program and I just, I got my certificate for that. So I was in the trenches once I got hooked. And then my whole thing was like, well, what I want to do, I, I originally want to start my own wine label and then talking to a bunch of people, you know, like anything, you can have the best grapes, the best wine, the best, whatever. Can you move it? Right. Can you move a product period? And I was like, that's a good point. So I started researching around and looking what people are buying, looking at the market and kind of dawned on me like, damn, I have such a unique network that I should just be the middleman. A lot of people asking me questions. I was like, I'll just be the middleman. Why have one wine when I can just be the middleman, connect people with a bunch of wines? Because that's that's my my biggest asset is I love to network. I love to link people up. If I see like there could be potential synergies, I'm throwing the alley. ASAP. I'm Steve Nash in the game. Mm-hmm. ASAP. And like today, like I saw one of my buddies, he does um he has his own luxury uh private membership club and he's always, you know, selling Rolls Royces, always selling, you know, the new Ferrari trucks, selling these things. And I met a dude probably two months ago who leases those kind of cars. And I was like, oh shoot, like it'll be cool to connect them. Maybe he can buy some cars and they can figure something out. So they're talking right now. I, I did it today, you know? And so for me, it's the same thing is how can I give the consumers access to my network in terms of not only getting the wines, but going to these wineries, having events, doing tastings and all that. So you mentioned beginning the wine MVP. That's the company It's called the wine MVP. So I, I curate sellers. I, you know, actually one of my first clients was Reggie Bush. He had a, he built a brand new seller. He was like, I want to spend this much, fill it up. Matt Ryan was my second client. Fill it up. So it's been cool, man. I, I've been enjoying it. Man, it's been so, super inspiring seeing you do that too. Cause you know, I'm on my wine journey and I've tapped in with you a few times and you gave me some wrecks. Um, but that's awesome. You know what I mean? Especially being wise enough not to like to blaze your own trail, right? And be like, all right, I'm gonna be the middleman. I love wine, but then also people always come to me with these questions. People hit me up all the time, and I'm not right even at your level yet. You know what I mean? I aspire to be there, but to a point where it's like, 
I got still, I still got ways to go. Trust but I'm me, just I saying, like, I look at it like at least I, I see somebody yeah. that's in that, you know, going in that journey. So I can be like, okay, cool. Because I always try to pick your brain. I'm like, yo, I'm drinking. I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not big with like brands. I'm more so like, okay, if someone's like, hey, man, have you had this one wine? I'm like, no. Oh, it's good. But I'm like, but where is it from? That's they're it. like, oh, it's they're like, oh, it's from Oakville. Oh, no, oh, it's from Rutherford. I'm like, oh, Rutherford. Okay, then it's, pro- it's probably you know, lots of cherry. It probably has like dusted cherry type of mm-hmm. type of notes because that's what Rutherford is known for. Yeah. Is that type of style? Or if someone's like, oh, I got this Paso, this wine from Paso Robles, and I'm like, well, all right, Paso is similar to Southern, excuse me, like Rhone, France. Mm-hmm. So I know if they got a red blend. It's probably Grenache, Syrah, Mouvedre, right? It's probably yeah. one of those blends. Because Paso, the Tawar, as in the soil, you know, land and uh, the atmosphere, it's very similar to Rome. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I am. Or some lady, when I did a tasting, this one lady was like, you know, this guy told me if I have, I could have a steak with, you know, a white wine if I put, lemon on the steak and she's like why is that mm-hmm. i was like well one i never heard that in my life i ain't never heard of that in my two, life. i was i was interested yeah no i said but two i said the reason he probably said that is because you know when you when you pair the food you you want like like salt and acidity are like things that go well so if you have lemon you put lemon on the steak well you get the citrus from let's say you know a a cool climate Chardonnay, right? Yeah. And the reason why I say a cool climate Chardonnay is because if you take a warm climate Chardonnay, you're going to get more like tropical uh, notes like, you know, banana or mango, stuff like that. Where if you take a cooler climate Chardonnay, you're going to get more citrus, higher acidity. And that is what's going to go well with lemon. So that was those. That's how I think when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> What would you say is your favorite celebrity wine? My favorite celebrity wine. Hmm. I I slapped D Wade's uh his rose, Drew Bledsoe, his double back 2008 is is pretty dope. Charles Wilson has a his I didn't uh, know his Drew blend. Bledsoe was in the game. Drew Bledsoe is like more than in the game. Drew Bledsoe has his own. He lives at the Vineyard in Washington. All right, I gotta tap in. Yeah, it's called Double Back. His is legit. Um, Charles Woodson, he actually his wine for the price, it's actually pretty damn good. Like all his wines are ni- are nineteen ninety nine, and he has a he has a blend from Paso Robles, which is which is stupid. Um, To's wine is pretty good. Um. And there's a couple hockey guys who, who are making outstanding wine. Um, that's really good. Cam Ward, he makes really good wine too. So yeah, there's a there's a bunch of dudes out there. They all it's funny because once they start doing this, they all connected. They're like, damn, this dude gets it, you know. And all the athletes, they support each other. So that's that was pretty dope. That's fire. All right. Rick Meyer. His is good. He has a good Chardonnay. I'm gonna just have to get the list from you. That's all to this point. And I'm going to send one of those bottles to Jason and just say, you know, sorry for uh, having you podcast while you was moving. 
Um, the the question that we ask our guests before we let them go, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? My 18 year old self, man, my advice I would give to myself is to don't just lead by example to go and, you know, reach out to another teammate and try to build them up. And the reason why I say that is because I was I was big on I'm a lead by example, right? I'm gonna work hard, I'm gonna do all these things. So you see what it looks like. But the problem with that is you can you can see they can see me working hard, but they're just like, I'm not built like that. So I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So even though, yeah, Will works hard, so I can't say anything to him, like, well, I can't get to that level, so I don't know how to do it. And I would have told myself then, like, well, show them how, like, bring them along with you, like, build them up, you know, find the, like, when you have a team, like, the, the top dogs always will reach out to the younger or the lesser talented guys and try to get, try to maximize them. Cause you can get 100% of his effort of the, of the worst, if you will, then that you're gonna have a successful team. And I say that because we never, you know, I never went to a BCS game. Even in high school, I never won a title in high school. Um, wow, this dude is getting jiggy, by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never, you can edit that part. <laughs> uh, I never won a title in high school either. And a lot of it was because I just felt like I just, I didn't go, I didn't reach out to everyone else. I didn't feel like at the time it was my job to do that, but it, it really was. So that was the thing I would tell myself. Is to just do more than lead by example. Sound advice, man. This has been a great episode. We done talked about football. We talked about wine. We went off topic five different times. You know, <laughs> but overall, a great episode. Yeah. Thank you for taking your time out in whatever place in the country you are. Um, and man, I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate you guys. Growing up the same wins the game.